It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Could Rex Ryan, yes, that Rex Ryan, be the next defensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use promo code LOCKDOWNNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. And Landon, we've got a new defensive coordinator candidate to talk about. It is Rex Ryan who currently is a employee of ESPN who works on the get up show that's on every single morning. I've got to say this one came out of left field. Like I, I'm, I'm shocked that he was a candidate or is a candidate. Yeah. I mean, you know, we talk about all kinds of candidates, right? The ones that are at the head of the class, like Zimmer and some of these other folks. And then, there's some folks that are at the foot of the class and that's uh, how to get it in. Right. You knew that that was coming. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, this, this one was shocking, man. This one was surprising. I mean, this one to me, like is disheartening, frankly, to see, cause it's like, really? the fact that you, okay. Yeah. To me. Yeah. To me it is because it's like, what are we even doing here? Are you just throwing darts on the wall? Like this, 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 this is, this is asinine. Like you're going to go the complete opposite direction in a year in which you're supposed to be going all again. I need this team to line up its priorities. I don't know how many different, you know, factions there are inside of that building that are like on three different timelines, but get, get it together guys and, and get behind one timeline of what we're trying to do. Don't give me this mix match like plan of oh we're all in on mike mccarthy this year we're all gonna get the gang back together while also going through the process of revamping the defense and learning a rex ryan defense from a dan quinn defense it's just i almost felt like i could get away with it with a little bit with wink martindale by laughing at it but now that they've included rex ryan it's like i really don't think that they have a strong singular vision for what this team is doing next year. And it's frustrating to say the least. Interesting. I, I didn't know that you were going to take this hard of a stance. This is, awesome. uh, yeah, here we go this year. You know? um, I have mixed feelings. I'm not quite as strong as you are on the Rex Ryan, because I, I, one thing I do know about Rex Ryan, wherever he's gone, the run defense has been really good, whether it was in Buffalo, whether it was with the Jets, or whether, whether it was with the Ravens. And maybe that's what the Cowboys were looking at. It's like, hey, who is the best coordinator out there that can help us stop the run? Honestly, I think it's Rex. I think he can come in right away and improve their run defense. Um, the issue with Rex is, 
is that he's just been out of the game for so long. The yeah. last time he coached was with the Bills in 2016. He's gotten some job interviews. Uh, I saw a report from Ian Rappaport today that he was really close to accepting the Broncos job last year. So it's not like he hasn't been looking. Um, but man, 2016 to 2024, that is a long time. The NFL has changed a lot since then. So I do wonder, like, how does his style of defense match up with the current NFL? And what is even his current, like, what, what is his style of defense now? Like, has he changed? Yeah, has he adapted at all? I, I I don't know. And maybe that's all the things that you try to find out in an interview. And that's why you bring him in. Yeah. I mean, again, I, I want to reiterate, I'm not so much like anti Rex Ryan as a defensive coordinator, I think like in a vacuum, right? Like, I, I mean, I think, I think it's very different than what you've been doing. And I do think that like, it's, it's, you know, it's not exactly uh, a, a simple switch, but my problem is more just like the mismatch timelines in which, you know, trying to completely transition your defense to a whole new system. That's very, very different than what you're doing. It is right? different. It's it, so I think as far as Rex Ryan, the candidate goes, like, I think you mentioned it, like, you know, he is kind of a lot like his brother in the sense that they're both from, you know, their dad's kind of mad bomber defense, right? They're going to attack. They're going to be aggressive. I don't think it's uh, too very much different than uh, Wink Martindale to a large degree, except for the fact that Martindale was a co defense coordinator last year. And, yeah. and, and, you know, like you mentioned, Rex Ryan hasn't been uh, a DC for almost, you know, nine years now. So I, I think that it's it's one of those situations where, you know, what is he bringing that's so unique other than his name? You know, what is he bringing other that that's like that's new and inventive other than his name? Yeah, his defense has stopped uh, the run. You know, eight years ago when they, when they were in the NFL, the 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 game has changed quite a bit in the last eight years. So, um, yeah, I just it's. It's it's going. My issue with it again is is that not so much that I have a problem with Rex Ryan or his his schemes or anything like that. It's just that this team like seems insistent on taking steps in weird directions that don't make much sense. And and again, like it's not even that they're trying to get retreads. They're trying to find guys that have been retreaded and thrown out to the the road, and they're pulling them off the side of the road yeah. and then trying to revive them. It's like I I just. It's 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 disheartening. The, the 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 names that they're coming up with is disheartening more than like you know the actual thought of Rex Ryan becoming the defensive coordinator. If that makes sense. So a couple things on Rex. Uh, yes, the Cowboys had Rob Ryan. Was it 2011 and 2012? Right around the last time that Rex was a was a <laughs> coaching in the NFL. Yes. <laughs> I will say Rob, Rex is mm. ten times the coach that Rob Absolutely. Ryan is. Just just to be clear, and even. Yeah. Even Rex Ryan at the league six years, I just have a lot more faith that he's going to be able to figure things out. Um, <laughs> I, I do wonder like what it would look like if Rex Ryan just got to run one side of the ball because he, he's been a head coach for a long time. It's been, yep. what was it, early 2000s, the last time where he was just a defensive coordinator and his defenses were, again, really, really good. When he was just a defensive coordinator, he took the Jets when he was a head coach to the AFC Championship game twice. I could see a scenario where, given some time as a defensive coordinator only, he could have a really good unit. But again, I don't know how he matches up with the current state of the NFL, and the Cowboys don't have three years to install his yeah, system. Yeah, I was just going to say. And, and again, this is probably why the interview is so important. 
if I'm Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, Mike McCarthy, I would like to know, like, how quickly do you think you could turn this defense into something that could stop the Shanahan's? Is it a two-year process? Is it a three-year process? Or do you already have the players on this roster to be a top 10 unit right away? Like, what are your thoughts? Is, is you know, by the time you get you get up to speed on the Rex Ryan def- defense, is Trey Lance going to be good enough to re-sign to a second contract? You know, <laughs> honestly, honestly. <laughs> like that's the problem, right? Is that it's like, oh, okay, cool. We finally got this Rex Ryan offense, uh, a defense uh, all set up. Now, unfortunately, we have to completely rebuild the offense because of all the expiring contracts that have happened between now and then. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's the issue, right? Is that like you're you're going to tell me that Rex Ryan is going to be able to tell you how long, how quickly he's able to get. Uh, uh, a defense up to speed when he hasn't even been in the league for the last seven years. Well, all right, let break. me let me throw at this point. What about there's? I know there's a faction of people out there that believe that the Cowboys need to be tougher on the defensive side of the ball. Do you mm-hmm. give any credence to that? Like Rex Ryan's the toughest candidate we can get out there, and he's going to make them more physically imposing. Not really. I mean, I, I think that Rex. I think that Rex Ryan can bring that to to you know a, a defense for sure. I don't know that he does that any more than Mike Zimmer, you know. I, like I don't. Zimmer's a hard A. The words <laughs> that we didn't want to we didn't want to like you know say on the podcast before. So I, I don't think that that's any more different than really than Martin Dale or 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 Zimmer or any of these guys. Sure. Really, I, I think there's a level of tough, enough toughness brought by all of them. All right, so we'll let's let's see how this plays out because I want to see who else the Cowboys interview. I saw a tweet from David Moore where they have at least one more interview lined up. They would like you to make a decision soon. Let's see what other wild names the Cowboys can pull out over the next couple of days to leave us shaking. Clone our of Tom Landry is being interviewed for a defensive coordinator. Uh, uh, Rod Marinelli back again. Monty yeah, Kiffin, maybe. Yeah, I mean, you know, sure. Why not? Sure. Yeah, Monty Kiffin's grandson is, I think, uh, uh, turning thirteen. So let's Ryan see Stewart, bring him back from the 2008 Cowboys. All right. Mike uh, Smith, you know, like, yeah, I mean, we're going to call back go. all yes. the coordinators. Like, come on. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's talk about Marquis Spell and what his role might look like for the Cowboys in 2024. Next, this episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Did the game go to timeout? Time to order in with DoorDash. Is it halftime? That is ordering in time. Two-minute warning. You got it. That is your cue to order in. Whenever the game clock stops, it's time to order with DoorDash. Order pizza, wings, sodas, burgers, or even just buns on DoorDash and get it all delivered without missing the game. Make sure you stock up before game day. Get all your favorite appetizers and order all of your tailgate gear on DoorDash and then get ready to watch your team win. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCK23, subject to change, terms apply. Again, get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCK23, subject to change, terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Price Picks. PrizePix is America's number one fantasy sports app with over 3 million members. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS because it's just you against the numbers. All you have to do is pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Plus, the big game is around the corner on Sunday. Prize picks is the easiest and most exciting way to turn every game-changing moment into 100 times your money with as little as four correct picks. 
you can turn $10 into a thousand. One of the great things about price picks this week is if Patrick Mahomes throws for more than one yard in the big game, you win on price picks. It's a free square. Go take it right now on prize picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash lockdown NFL and use promo code lockdown NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. And don't forget if Patrick Mahomes throws for more than one yard in the big game, you win on prize picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash lockdown NFL and use promo code lockdown NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. We want to let you know that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. And now you can also find it on Amazon Fire TV. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find the Locked On Sports Today channel on uh, YouTube and Amazon Fire TV. All right, Landon, our next question comes from at undrafted free agent, which is pretty hilarious because <laughs> considering this question, yeah. can Marquise Bell play the curse role next year? Or maybe that's overshot. What is Dallas going to do with Marquise Bell now that he's not in a Dan Quinn defense? Well, I mean, you all assuming that there is a curse role next year in this defense. Oh. And I think a lot of what Marquise Bell is going to be doing next year is going to be based on who the hire is. That uh, we find out in the next week or so, or however long it's going to take. Um, you know, I, I tend to think that it will probably be sort of a hybrid situation. I imagine he will be playing more safety than he did uh, with Quinn, um, simply because that's his natural position. And, they, and I think they feel like that he is a, a positive player there. Maybe he actually kind of becomes sort of a rotational player with Donovan Wilson or, or something like that, because I do think that uh, uh, in the box safety role, something that he could slide and fit into very nicely. Um, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it is going to be, uh, I think if, if of, of all the people that are, you know, kind of you know, waiting with bated breath to see exactly who gets hired as the new defensive coordinator on that defense, I have to think that Marquise Bell is one of the top ones, right? Just simply because his role is so specific to Dan Quinn and the defense that he runs. Uh, you know, if the next uh, defensive coordinator doesn't run as much nickel or dime, you know, what is, what is the shape of Marquise Bell's role going to look like on this team? It, it, it probably is going to look like a lot more safety. And I would imagine, and, and, you know, I would imagine that he's still playing some linebacker, but I, I would assume that it would mean a, a move from linebacker safety, but who knows, maybe, maybe they decide to keep him there. I, I, it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. Honestly. I gotta be honest. I kind of feel bad for Marquise Bell. I think a lot of people were making him the scapegoat of some of the def- struggles they had on defense. Yeah, I mean, he's somebody who was playing safety to start training camp, moved to linebacker, yeah. and for the most part on the year played well. There was a couple of games where he struggled, but if you just watch the NFL on Sunday, there's a lot of linebackers that struggle against certain teams. Um, I, I don't really care where where he plays, whether it's safety or linebacker. I still kind of want him on the field. I, yeah, I'm gonna maintain he was their best linebacker this year outside of Leighton Van Der Esch before he got hurt he was better than Damone Clark I hope whoever is the next defensive coordinator whether it's Rex Ryan or Mike Zimmer or Ron Rivera or Monty Kiffin I hope that they find a way to use Marquise Bell because I do think he can be an impactful player yeah absolutely I I agree and I I think I think he played very well and I think he's getting uh uh you know uh he's taking a lot of flack for for what was kind of 
a schematic, you know, uh, issue at, at a certain point with, with, with this run defense, you know, and um, I, I think look at what he was asked to do, you know, like he, he can't, like you mentioned, he, he came into the year, he trained all year getting ready to play safety. They asked him just kind of offhanded after an injury, if he could come in and play some linebacker for him. And all he did was play well enough that they didn't feel like they needed to go out and get another linebacker. So, uh, yeah, I think if people that are upset with Marquise Bell, I think that Marquise Bell yeah. can't play are, are severely misguided because what he did was incredibly impressive. And if anything, I think it showed that you need him, uh, a, a guy like that to be uh, on your team because he's cheap. He plays well. He, he may have a limited skill set, but what he does is incredible. Uh, he's, he's great in coverage on backs and tight ends. Uh, I, he plays the run really well when he, when he gets a chance to run and hit, which I think, you know, again, really lends to him playing in that kind of down box safety role. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Marquise Bell has, has a future of this team. I hope, you know, a, a starting role or, or a very heavily rotated, you know, right. uh, backup role. Uh, and I think that, you know, it's just a matter of finding him the right spots and putting him in a good position to play. And I think you're going to get a good football player. I actually feel better about him than I do Damone Clark. I I know what Marquis Bell does and I know what his weaknesses are. They just need to pair him with the right linebacker. Like maybe if yeah. Leighton Van Der Esch was healthy, I think Van Der Esch and Bell together is actually a pretty good combo. Clark and Bell don't work together because they're they're both they both want to do the same thing. They want to be athletic and run fast, but neither diagnoses stuff very well. Neither is the kind of guy to take on a guard in the run game. You've got to find a better pairing and send one of those guys to the bench. I just trust Marquise Bell more at this point. Yeah. And I think that again, like with Bell, you know, you could play him at linebacker on third downs. You could play him at safety on first and second downs. I mean, I think there's, there's ways to kind of get him on the field a lot easier than Clark who is, you know, is is a linebacker by you know only yeah. i think with bell you have opportunities to kind of put him where you need him a little bit if, if you've got a hole at the strong safety if you want a third safety on the field i think you know he's a kind of guy that you could plug in there and get some positive results uh hey one quick defensive coordinator thing i wanted to ask you about we've mentioned all these names we haven't mentioned on dirty who did interview yeah. for this job he also interviewed for the seattle job do you think he's a actual candidate like somebody that they're really considering or do you think they just fulfilling was it the courtesy of giving him an interview yeah i i hope so i mean i hope that he is getting a real interview because i do think he he deserves a shot and this is a guy who's been you know very well entrenched in football for a long time even before he was in atlanta with dan quinn obviously he was kind of a overseas scout for the cowboys and that's how he uh uh kind of found eddie obama uh effie obata um And uh, I think that, you know, he's been through a couple of these defenses. He's seen uh, a little bit of, of the X's and O's. He, he did some coaching uh, in England as well. Um, I don't know if he's quite ready to be a, a defensive coordinator yet or not. I mean, I, I just because it's hard for us from the outside to kind of get a read on um, the schematic knowledge of uh, position players, I mean, position coaches, right? Mm-hmm. Um but I, I do think that he's obviously gotten a lot of success out of the defensive lines that he's been a part of. And I think he's developed guys, you know, it's easy to, to probably coach Micah Parsons or at least not easy, like, you know, easy to get good positive results out of him, but for him to kind of take Dorrance Armstrong's game up a level for him to kind of take some of these uh, uh, guys and, and get better results than we kind of expected from them. Uh, I think that that, that shows you that he's a good coach. Uh, I- and so the question then becomes like, 
you know, is he like a, a former player type, you know, kind of coach who understands that position very well, sort of like Al Harris, or is he a guy that, you know, has a larger understanding of Can the run defense, the whole thing, right? Run the whole thing. Is he interested in that? I'm not sure, but I do think that Dirt is proven to be a guy that the players and a lot of these coaches are turning to as someone who has strong institutional knowledge of, of kind of how this defense runs. I agree. I, I'm He's one of the ones that it's been a little bit of a wild card. We haven't really discussed him as an option enough. I won't be surprised if he is one of the, you know, two or three coaches that the Cowboys do end up considering uh, for this job. Uh, Lena, we've got one more question here about which receivers in the free agency in the pool in the draft best fit Dak Prescott. We will discuss that next. This episode is brought to you by us, our sponsor, BetterHelp. Sometimes we all need the opportunity to get something off of our chest. Big or small, certain things can really start to get to you. It's important to let that out, especially to someone who is unbiased in your life. So today I want to tell you how I really feel about something. You might even be thinking the same thing this week. I kind of hate Super Bowl parties. You don't actually like get to just sit back and enjoy the game because there's so many people watching and so many people talking and grabbing food and walking in front of the TV and getting ready for the commercials. <laughs> I I like to just watch the game. So I might have to isolate myself uh, in one of the different rooms of my house because Super Bowl parties could be they can be stressful. There, I feel a little bit better. I got that <laughs> off my chest. Uh, see, therapy can be different for everyone. Most of us have bigger problems than our favorite sports teams, or whether or not you enjoy Super Bowl parties. It's important to get things off of your chest every once in a while. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's done entirely online. It's designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule. Just visit betterhelp.com slash locked on to get 10% off your first month. That is betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. We are answering your Twitter questions today. And this final question comes from Chip Harris. He wants to know, when talking about wide receivers for the Cowboys, there's not much discussion on what type Dak prefers. It seems like to me he likes the guys that get quick separation rather than the big body contested catch guys. Do you agree? Yeah, I kind of do. I, I think that it's, you know, that's one of the things that we noticed immediately in the difference between uh, Tony and, and Dak when he came in uh, is Dak likes separators, right? Uh, he likes to throw to clean targets. Um, you know, contested t catch guys, like it's, it, it seems like it just, it just requires a little bit more trust, uh, uh, for, from Dak, uh, to kind of throw to those guys. Um, you know, I think Tony used to kind of get a couple of those guys and then, you know, I remember Laurent Robinson wasn't yeah. necessarily the greatest sub separator, but he had no problem throwing the ball to him. 
I think that I think the Dak just prefers these guys who are uh, easy separators who can find a way to kind of uh, create space with their route running. Um, those are the ones to me that uh, kind of fit the bill a little bit of what you know. Uh, there's a kid from uh, Louisville, uh, uh, Thrash, Thrash is yeah. his name. Thrash, yeah. yeah. That's a guy that I kind of been keeping an eyeball on, right? Because like he's he's a guy that like uh, can find a way to get open with his route running. Uh, he's does not necessarily kind of a an a, a elite athlete by by any stretch of the imagination, but he has the innate ability of creating separation in route uh, and not needing to kind of pull away. And I think the guys like that uh, really really have value for Dak, especially when you already have someone like Ceedee Lamb in the fold. You know, what you need are guys who can win on one-on-one coverage uh, b- that is being provided for by the fact that there's so much uh, attention being paid by CD. Those are the kind of guys that are reliable that Dak will prefer as opposed to, you know, maybe just an elite athlete who can get down the field and get get above the rim and kind of win a lot of those 50-50 balls. I just think it's a lot more... Uh, uh, of a comfortable throw for Dak on a more consistent basis. Yeah. And the only other thing that I would add is just after watching Dak, are we in what year eight now, year nine of Dak? It's, I mean, Dak came into the league when Rex Ryan was, was last year coaching the bills, 2016. It's been that long uh, just to show you how long it's been since Rex has been coaching. It's been in the a while. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what I've noticed is Dak really prefers the guys that are fast and quick, but can get open like, within the first five to six yards at the line of scrimmage rather than the guys that get open down the field. Like I'll give you a ex- good example. I don't think like Jalen Hyatt, who the giants drafted mm-hmm. in the third round, who we talked about. Yeah. I don't think that type of receiver fits deck. I mean, that type fits the Josh Allen and the Mahomes that are really good at yes. throwing the ball 40 to 50 yards down the field. I think Dak would rather have the guy that's extremely quick. That can make plays after the catch with his speed rather than down the field. So that's what I'm looking for in this draft. Landon, mm-hmm. as I still think this Cowboys offense could use some more speed. And there's some guys like in round two or three, um, whether it's Xavier Worthy from Texas, who was incredibly quick and dynamic, or Malachi Corley, uh, who was really physical after the catch. I'm looking at more of those types that will fit Dak as a number two, number three receiver. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's the kind of, you know, we know what we've got in CD, right? And and I think it, you know, some speed has helped Dak. I think, uh, but you, you see, you see the kind of routes that he likes to throw to those speed guys, right? To, to Cooks, and it's a lot of overs and crossing routes and stuff like that. It's not as much the nine route stuff. It's like the to, fifteen to twenty yard throws. Yep, yep. And then get him to the ball on the run, and then see if yep. see where he can go. Yeah, I think that you know, look, wide receiver is a position that I'm definitely kind of keeping an eyeball in the draft, right? I don't know if they'll necessarily go out and get a free agent guy. Cause I just think the money has already been spent there. Right. You've got cooks, you've got, you've got uh, uh Tolbert, you know, you're probably going to lose Gallup, but, but, but I mean, lose Gallup, you're probably going to get rid of Gallup, cut, cut Gallup but, but, yeah. but the idea is that you'll replace him with potentially a draft guy or, you know, maybe a cheap free agent. But I imagine that, you know, I bought eyeballing the draft because I do think that you know, every year the draft is incredibly deep and, and, and especially a wide receiver. Uh, so I think there's an opportunity. You can go get a guy who, uh, you know, could develop into, you know, I'm looking for, I would like the Cowboys to find an X, you know, more mm. of a guy that can play on the outside uh, a little bit, because I, I feel like it's lacking in that. And and that that's the problem. Part of the issue with Gallup, not playing 
you know, very well, right? Is because no. without Gallup, without Tolbert kind of taking a full step into being a starting wide receiver, uh, you don't really have that guy that can run the X and kind of help open things up on the other side of the field unless it's unless it's CeeDee Lamb playing that position. So uh, it would be great to have at least a big body who could get open uh, uh, on that side just to kind of, you know, make defenses have to play the entirety of the field. See, I think I'm looking, I mean, I'm not, you're not wrong. I, I would like the Cowboys to get a better X as well, but I think I'm looking now for the guy that can take the easy layup throw and give you nine yards on it. Like now that Tony Pollard likely going to leave in free agency, you're missing a little bit of that. Yak guy. Yak and explosive play guy. And CD lamb can obviously do it. Yeah. But I, I would like the Cowboys version of tank Dell. Like, Hey, here's a little pot pass that you're going to take three yards behind the line of scrimmage. And you're going to give us seven. And now it's second and three. Okay. We're going to run a screen and you're going to get us 11 yards. We're moving on to the next play. CD lamb can obviously do that, but CD is already getting like 200 targets in a season. Yeah, you need uh, somebody yeah. else to take off or to, to shoulder that kind of the load. You don't have to spend a first round pick. You probably don't even have to spend a second round pick on that player. But I would like somebody else that is just a threat with the ball in their hands to be on this offense because I love Brandon Cooks. That's not really his game anymore. Yeah, that's not that's not what he's doing necessarily. He has good speed, but that's not exactly. I mean, he I think he has some of that to him, and we haven't really availed ourselves of that very much. But that's not you know specifically. Well, he's his also game. he's going to be in his thirties next year. Yeah. Like you, can't, I don't think you can give him that much work. Um, going into what's this year, nine year, 10 for Brandon cooks. So, uh, all right, that is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making lot Cowboys your first listen every single day. Go check out the channel on YouTube. We post videos and shorts all the time over there. Go download the podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. We are free and available on all platforms. Go follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We will see you right back here tomorrow. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.